0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Strength for Your Purpose podcast. I'm your host Dr. Phil Finemore, owner of Work Fit Me, Mobile Concierge Physical Therapy. The goal of this podcast is to help busy main professionals attain the mental, emotional, and physical strength necessary to fulfill their true purpose in life. I have a passion for sharing my true purpose with others. Join me As I discuss holistic health and wellness tips with my friends, colleagues, and even heroes and mentors to help you strengthen your true purpose in life. Let's go welcome in everybody to another episode of the strength for your purpose podcast back here for another week uh, it's another week another incredible interview coming your way really excited to bring you this one if you are a new listener to the podcast thank you so much for joining us really appreciate it I would love and appreciate your feedback as well um, as I tell everybody if you find value in any of the episodes of these uh, of the of the podcast that you listen to to be a friend and tell a friend and uh, I'm really excited to Bringing you this week's interview because I think you're going to be uh, walking away from this with a lot of cool information and a really fun conversation. So can't wait to get into it. Um, so without further ado, I want to introduce this week's guest. I am very pleased to be joined by 2008 Olympian Adam Craig, who is 40 years young and a, a true Mainer. He was born in Exeter, Maine, and now resides in Carabasset Valley. Uh, as I said, he was a, a, in a 2008 Olympian with 15 years of uh, mountain bike racing professionally. He is an 18-time U.S. national champion in various off-road cycling disciplines. He's sponsored by Giant Bicycles and Rafa Clothing. Currently, is the mountain bike event sales manager and head of trail development at Sugarloaf and is focused on trail advocacy, stewardship, and construction. Adam, thank you so much for for joining me here on the podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always always fun to connect and chat and share some stories.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I, uh, uh, I'm excited about some of these stories because as I told you before we started recording here, this is the first Olympian that we've had on the podcast. So um, it, just to get started, tell us a little bit about how you really got in to mountain biking in the first place. And then we can kind of, you know, take us through your, your journey to the, to the Olympics in 2008.
1: Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I grew up in a, in a small town in rural Maine, Exeter, about <clears throat> twenty minutes outside Bangor. Um, and yeah, my uncle Neil got me a little little red BMX bike when I was four, and learned to ride a bike. And you know, by a few years later, I was, you know, riding on little paths in the woods on our land. And there was a pretty healthy mountain bike scene in Maine in the in the '90s when I was a kid. So. You know, eventually we went to Pat's Bike Shop in Brewer, Maine, and got me the cheapest, smallest giant bike they had there, um, <laughs> which was called the Giant Awesome, actually. Nice. Um, and yeah, started really riding. You know, just little little local trails in the woods, and did uh, did my first race at Herman Mountain, um, just outside Bangor when I was 12 and yeah, just really, I, I just enjoyed riding when I'd ride my bike to little league practice, I'd ride it to school. I'd, you know, just really enjoyed riding. And because of the healthy racing culture in Maine with main point series, then there was access to good, good racing for, you know, locals. Um, mm. so I was really lucky to have that outlet and just started enjoying it, doing more and more.
0: Yeah. Ca- caught the bug at a, at a, young age. And, uh, it's been kind of life on two wheels ever since.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, it was an easy bug to catch. I mean, riding riding bicycles is fun regardless of if it's, you know, to the store or down a mountain. Sure, right. Yeah, the the,
0: the 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 two polar opposites of what you can do riding a bike, <laughs> riding to the yeah. store, riding down a mountain. Yeah, that's great. So uh, through your time in that competition here, uh, you know, the competitive races here in, in Maine, uh, what was it that really uh, catapulted you to do this more? full time and more in a way that you'd really have to at the level at which you'd have to do it in order to get yourself to a place like, uh, being in line for the Olympics.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, with any, <clears throat> with any sporting pursuit, there's always some version of upward mobility that's available. So, you know, with the racing scene in in Maine and then new England and then nationally, um, there was, you know, the, the new England series, the trail 66 series that was at a you know handful of ski areas around new England. Um, So kind of when I was like 15, 16, I started doing those events and I was starting to kind of mature as a rider and, you know, do better and be competitive on a regional level. And then when I was 17, the nationals came to Vermont. So a place Mm -hmm. that we had raced before, suddenly there was a, you know, national championship series round. um, And I did really well there. And that put me on the, on the U S national team for the world championship. So I'd kind of gone from like, just being a kid that was, pretty fast regionally and didn't really know much beyond that to all of a sudden I was on, you know, racing at the world championships when I was, you know, the right when I turned 17 in the fall of 1998, um, which actually were just in, uh, in Mont-Saint-Anne Quebec. So not far away, the yeah. place I'd raced, you know, a few times before. Um, so it was, yeah, it was kind of just a natural progression, right place, right time, doing the right thing with the right attitude, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that got me onto a, you know, a national level development team, uh, the Shocks Devo team that was uh, run by a guy, John Kemp from Vermont. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, we were traveling around the country racing the next year, like my senior year in high school. I, you know, travel around racing all summer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, you know, another question that comes to mind as you as you say that. Uh, As someone who really truly did it just out of a love for it, like a passion for it, like you said, you knew you were fast in the region, but definitely didn't really have an idea of how that compared on like a national or or, or world stage. Was it difficult for you to make that leap from just doing what you needed to to do to stay fast in the region versus now you're, you know, competing with the U.S. national team? You're going around with this with this group that's racing professionally as as a senior in high school was was there any part of that that was difficult for you uh, as far as the transition or?
1: Um, not really. It was always, and regardless of it, the, you know, apex of my career, it was always still about like really genuinely enjoying riding. And I certainly, there's plenty of hard work and going to the gym and watching your diet and training properly and taking care of yourself and prioritizing your, you know, events for the season and whatnot. Um, but I just always, you know, really enjoyed riding and would, kind of perform the best sometimes like outside of that, like organized schedule that I would have for the season that I'd develop with my coach or whatever. um, Because it just would be those times that I kind of like clicked into that, like just, you know, moment of good, good feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, having, you know, being able to apply the the skills required to ride the Rocky Rudy muddy nasty trails around here definitely helped kind of, you know, just, be versatile around different environments.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, and, uh, you know. Speaking of rocky, rooty, muddiness. Um, you, you know, now with your uh, with your role uh, with with Sugarloaf, um, talk to me a little bit about sort of how that came about. How long you've been doing that? How long after your uh, run in the Olympics that that took place and 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 whatnot uh, and what you're doing to promote. Uh, that very much a uh, summertime activity. Cause we know, obviously we all know Sugarloaf and what it is, you know, from about November to May, <laughs> if they're, if, they try to stay open into May. I know that, but um, uh, talk to us a little bit about, about how that transition took place for you.
1: Yeah. There was a lot of snow on May 2nd closing day this year. The skiing was good. It was kind of cold yeah. powder day on that Friday. Uh-huh. Um, I was just sitting, yeah, skiing, but also hoping it would melt so we could get to work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up racing at Sugarloaf, like Sugarloaf was one of the, you know, one of the stops on that, uh, regional series in, uh, in the nineties, the, the Widowmaker challenge. So I was, you know, racing downhill and cross country there as a kid. And then that was kind of one of the first places that I started to keep up with, the you know, with the elite guys in the region as a junior and kind of started to, they're kind of like, man, this kid's pretty fast. Um, (laughs) which is great. I have really fond memories of racing there. Mm. Um, and then, You know, Sugarloaf didn't have much mountain bike presence kind of in, you know, turn of the century for a while. Um, And then the town of Carabasso Valley and the um, local club or the local chapter of the New England Mountain Bike Association, the, you know, regional mountain bike advocacy group um, here in Carabasso Valley has done a ton of work over the last decade or a little more now, um, Mm. to develop a lot of riding around the Valley and like really build mountain bike culture back up here. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't come ride at Sugarloaf for gosh, a decade probably. And then Mm. once the club started building trails, I started coming back up here again when I would be home visiting my folks and was really impressed with the momentum that they were building and the trails that they were building. Um, and that momentum, you know, eventually spurred Sugarloaf into being interested in developing some trails up on the mountain as Mm -hmm. well um, to complement the network in the valley Um, so yeah a couple years ago I just got introduced to um, to Brenna Herridge our sales director here who's just you know she's a passionate mountain biker her and her husband and her daughter you know are riding for fun after work and on the weekends and whatnot so she was keen to develop uh, develop some you know trails for events just because that's kind of an easy way to start to build momentum Mm. Um, with my event experience and troubling experience it was kind of a natural fit so this is just my second year now in this position of, you know, kind of, you know, bike event sales, but also developing the infrastructure that allows us to host those events. So it's kind of a, yeah, a funny, funny job title. Um, Yeah. And a, and a great one, you know, it's all, it's all good. Um, so yeah, we started just kind of with a volunteer or primarily volunteer led effort last year and had a, had a really fun couple of events at the end of the season. Um, Mm. Eastern States cup, which is a really strong regional gravity racing series. Um, so we had an enduro and a downhill race last September. Um, and then we had Trans New England come by, um, which is just kind of a, a traveling one run event, um, Mm -hmm. travels around new England also at the end of September. Um, and yeah, this year we had another Eastern States cup already and that went great. And we've got, you know, we're just building, building momentum and we're, yeah, we're, we're having a great time with it. It's, it's a treat. <laughs> yeah,
0: fantastic. So those those races you just mentioned are the first races they've had at Sugarloaf in, in how long?
1: Oh, gosh, in over 20 years. Oh, I think wow. the last Widowmaker was in 2000 um, oh, wow. or 99. So, yeah, it have been been quite some time um Mm. and there's been racing the local club has been putting on the carabasset Backcountry challenge which is a 100 kilometer cross-country race oh wow it's been happening i think this was the 12th edition um and that's an awesome event that yeah i love participating in Mm. um so there's there's racing culture up here but it's great to have the gravity culture and um yeah really fun to be building momentum around that you know we've got two people on a trail crew this year um that I'm working with, which is awesome. Um, yeah, just two, two mainers that are stoked to contribute and yeah, we're, we're making things happen and we'll hopefully continue to add to that crew and capacity in the coming years.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. You have another event coming up on August 20th and 21st, uh, here in just a, a little under little under a month here, uh, as as this episode will, will will come out. So talk to us a little bit about what that race is and uh, how maybe different is it from from what you've had up there. Uh, th- those races that you mentioned uh, end of September last year, uh, and what people can kind of expect uh, out of that out of that weekend.
1: Yeah, so we are fortunate to have the opportunity to host an Enduro World Series, which is the you know it's the the world enduro series. So it's the international uh, circuit for enduro racing. Um, So, so far this season, there've been races in um, Italy, Switzerland, and Scotland. Um, And then they'll be headed to British Columbia here in a couple of weeks Mm. and then back through uh, Burke in Vermont and then here to Sugarloaf. So yeah, it's the best enduro racers in the world, which can, certainly make an argument for being the best mountain bikers in the world of a, of a certain type. Um, wow. And yeah, folks travel from all over, um, last year's champion is Australian Jack Moore. He'll be here. We've got a, a local hope. The current series leader is, uh, is Richie rude. Who's actually from Connecticut. Um, oh, wow. and hasn't actually been up here to ride, which is fine. Um, he's kind of, <laughs> yeah, he's goes to a lot of other places. Um, so yeah, we've got a, a weekend full of fun. Um, Kind of similar. We're you know, buildings. Uh, we're enhancing the trails a bit from the from the Eastern States Cup courses, but the you know, the trails are are what they are. There's some kind of neat jumps and features for spectators, and then just a lot of rough, rocky, challenging terrain. Um, mm. It's a it's a gravity race. So the racers will use the chairlift to get up in some instances, but they'll also have to pedal up to get to some other parts of the mountain that the chairlift doesn't go, um, mm. and they'll take on one race stage on Saturday afternoon for the pros and then five stages on Sunday. So there will be a lot of opportunities for people to kind of make their way around the mountain and see different race courses and kind of follow the racers around. Um, we'll have a big you know, venue and expo area. I think we have 27 pro teams signed up to have, uh, you know, expos in the pit space um, concerts in the evening, you know, spectators can ride the chairlift to get up and about. So yeah, it should, should be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. good, good action packed weekend of bike racing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, best in the world. I mean, these are, these are people coming in that will probably be competing for spots in the Olympics. I'm guessing, uh, when, when that, um, when that comes around,
1: Enduro is not one of the Olympic mountain bike disciplines as okay. with the Olympics. You know, there's, you know, different sports have certain disciplines that are in or not. Um, Sure. Sure. When I was racing in the Olympics, it was cross country. So, you know, basically you're racing a circuit, um, where the times or the climbs are timed as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so more of an endurance test, um, and this format is test your endurance, but more so your, um, skills. Um, Mm, so I raced cross country primarily as my career. And then in 2012, I stepped away from cross country and started racing this Enduro World Series, um, mm. which was the first season of the EWS was 2013. So I raced through 2016 on the EWS. And then that's when I stepped away from racing and into, you know, a, a different different role in the mountain bike community. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're good. Certainly <laughs> skills will be on display, <laughs> which is awesome.
0: Sure. Yeah, no, that's been fan- that's fantastic, and uh, I, I know you mentioned that spectators are going to be able to utilize things like the the chairlift and get around the get around the mountain. The uh, you, you guys have many facets of this course that are pretty well set up for uh, spectators are going to be cl- pretty close to the action. Like, what's that? What, what's that going to look oh, like for people? Oh, that absolutely, wanna, they want to yeah, go up there you and you see can it.
1: Be pretty much right next to it. You know, the course is taped and. Certainly stay outside the tape, but (laughs) um, (laughs) otherwise, yeah, you know, climbing through the woods to find a neat viewpoint or we'll have, you know, plenty of focused viewpoints that are, they're cleared out that people can get to and, you know, routes around the mountain and whatnot. So we're certainly uh, hoping that folks come out and see what it's all about.
0: Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. I think that's a, that's a brilliant opportunity. And for, for the people that are mountain bike enthusiasts, the, the non-competitors up there uh, sounds like there's some trails not too far away that they'll be able to, uh, to, to check out as well through that, through the Carabasset Valley area.
1: Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, the town is, we're on the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, the town has done a great job developing riding for, you know, all ability levels, families first kind of thing. And yeah, and we're headed that direction with our trails on the mountain, but currently we're, you know, developing, race courses to test great riders, um, mm. and inspire those, you know, families and next generations. So yeah, we've got plenty of offerings and the stuff on the Hill is <laughs> yeah. Aggressive. Aggressive. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it definitely. Is, uh, uh, so, so I got to ask being at a, being at a ski mountain and a mountain that I've, I have, uh, seen up close and, and personal before, uh, how much of this course has some straight downhill components on, on, uh, on, on some of these some of these slopes that'll be used as part of the race uh, in, on in August
1: um, yeah we definitely have <laughs> there's definitely some sections down some pretty steep parts of the ski runs it's amazing though like basically the the steep part of the mountain where kind of the you know most people like to ski is so steep and so rocky for biking that it's just like it's it's a totally different landscape like I you know no every inch of the mountain from skiing there as a kid and places I was like, Oh, maybe we can put a bike trail through here or there. And it's just like huge boulders and <laughs> way too steep and you kind of just can't do it. So we're, sure. yeah, it's funny. The the mellower slopes are where the still very challenging, but more fun biking is. Um, mm. and we're just now today, we are just working on a, on a piece of trail that starts to be up on the steeper part of the mountain. Um, that's for the, you know, for the pro stage that just the pros will ride and it's, yeah, (laughs) we'll, we'll make it passable, but it's, it's in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, riders beware. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta, 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 gotta be ready for, for what the loaf has to offer. Um, well, well, that's fantastic. How do, uh, how do people who want to come and watch this, this, this race right here in kind of our, our really mains backyard, um, find out more about the the EWS race and and uh, learn about all the events going on. Maybe what the music acts look like, all that stuff. Where can they find more infor- information about that?
1: Um, we're right on the Sugarloaf website, we've got a you know Enduro World Series page, kind of front and center on the homepage, and there's a ton of information in there. Um, <clears throat> you know about the course and festival and we've uh been producing some just like informative videos recently um just kind of about nice. you know what is enduro racing and about the trail building and then some local rider spotlights and yeah some some info to get people up to speed so check out the website and you know sure social media channels we've got kind of continual updates and mm. Yeah.
0: Come on out. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. No, it's a it's a beautiful area up there this time of year. So uh, combine that with watching something that you're probably not going to go see anywhere else unless you're unless you're into it and willing to travel to places like British, British Columbia and all those other awesome spots that you mentioned that this uh, series has stopped at. Uh, what better opportunity than to than to you know, book it up to Carabasset Valley and, and see some of the world's best tackle uh, some of these trails you've been putting together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a unique opportunity and be a good, uh good shot in the arm for the, for the mainers out there to see something new.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, fantastic. So before we, before we really wrap up, Adam, I just have two more questions for you that are really more um, uh, I don't want to call them personal questions, but question more directly for, for, for you that I like to ask all the guests on and excited to hear, uh, hear your answer to these from your, your background being a, you know, professional, uh, and championship level uh, mountain bike rider for all these years. Uh, so the first question, uh, Adam is what is your definition of strength?
1: Hmm. My definition of strength is the ability to find a positive outcome kind of regardless of the situation. Hmm. That is something that I've always really leaned on. Um, you know, in my career as a racer and now in my career as a, you know, trail advocate and builder, um, is that you just kind of have to really take, have the strength to know that you're doing your best and take what comes and make the best of that.
0: Mm. Yeah, fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, And uh, and the last question is, what is your true purpose in life?
1: Ooh, true purpose. Um, Inspiring people is something I've always tried to keep close to heart, and, you know, whether that's by, you know, your own personal physical performance, which, you know, there's inspiration there Um, and even more so now, and like being able to give back and inspire people through experiences they can share as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just to, yeah, I'm, I'm an adventuresome soul. So finding out what's around the next corner and learning about the world one one turn at a time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantastic, wonderful. Well, uh, it's so great to see see you, uh, a, a fellow uh, born and raised. Mayner, who was was able to do some great things, and you're you're bringing those great things back in a big way uh, to inspire those main people to get uh, get excited about something something new, uh, or maybe if if they're already into it, actually get to see some of the world's best do it up close and personal up there in Sugarloaf. So so thank you for that, Adam, and thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this this cool event and something that you're really passionate about here on the podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah no thanks so much for the time as well. Yeah great to uh, great to share what's going on. <laughs>
0: yeah fantastic and for everybody listening out there we'll make sure we have the uh the 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 website info for that event in the show notes so you can very easily check that out learn uh, learn how you can get up there and when you can get up there and all the ins and outs of uh, not only the race coming up in august but but also about what sugarloaf in general uh, and that carabasset valley area in general have to offer as far as the mountain bike scene goes so uh, adam thank you again and for all of you out there listening uh, as i said at the top of the show please be a friend and tell a friend share this with someone that you think will will be uh pretty amped to see see these see these folks go flying down Sugarloaf on a a mountain bike and and through the woods and all that fun stuff uh at a very high skill level uh and i hope everyone is able to get out there and enjoy it uh that is all we have this week on the strength for your purpose podcast go out there and make it a great week and we'll see you back here uh next week for another fun inspiring interview have a great week everybody
1: thanks so much phil